tested. Mother approved. I'm the kid Ruben. I'm Mom Dawn. Hey, what's up? Not too much. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I like that every time I say, like, hey, how are you? Or, hey, welcome. You always respond as if I'm talking to you. I always think you're talking to me. You're always like, oh, I'm good, Ruben. Thank you for asking. As if I never ask you. like You never do. Don't say that. You never, ever ask how I'm doing. Hey, Mom, do you know what season it is? Uh, uh, winter? No, it's Oscar season. Well, it is winter, but... Okay, <laughs> okay I get that, Mom. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, no. so it's Oscar season. It's Oscar Ruben. season. Yes. Uh, so we're going to get into the, the regular episode after. Okay. Um, but instead of doing like a, a separate episode, I thought it would be fun to just talk about sure. Oscars. Because they're next week, and we talked, oh, let's just do it next week. And it was like, well, if we do it next week, it... This episode could come out after the Oscars, so we could be like, I hope this wins. And, and they'd then be we like, look like dorks. Yeah, it's like Shape of Water won everything. You guys are idiots. Um, Mom made a face. We'll talk oh, about no. that. Oh, no. No, 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 Because, uh, yeah. Um, I get, so I keep thinking M. Night Shyamalan. That's, that's why I made a face, <laughs> but it's not. Lady in the Water, the like 14-year-old movie. Hope it gets Best Picture this year. <laughs> I know. I get them mixed up. Sorry. Um... So, oh, also, if you've never listened to the show before, let's just give a brief, what is the show? What are you doing? I'm scooching up because I felt like I was really far away. Oh, Am I good. too? No, you're great. Okay. Uh, if you've never listened to the show before, it's a weekly podcast where each week we pick a theme or a theme is given to us, and then we pick a movie for each other to watch based on that theme. Yes. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the Oscars. Yes, we are. Or the Academy and Awards. And what's, what's the first category, Ruben? Best Picture. Okay, what are the nominations? Okay, a bunch of these also neither of us have seen, so... Right. Unfor- I love to go to the movies, but it just doesn't happen. Well, I'm a, a red box the- girl. Yeah, and a lot of these movies are like, this is going to sound weird, they're like heavy. And yes. when I want to go to the movies, I don't want to see like, oof. I want to like be entertained or see something. Like, I don't want to feel bad after I leave a movie or like, right. you know what I mean? Like, just like, oh, I don't like geez. to think a whole lot when I go to the movies. I have enough uh, thinking to do. It depends on the movie for okay. me. Okay. Like, if, if if it's like a ooh, ooh, ooh kind of thinking, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I like that okay. kind of thinking. I didn't know what ooh, ooh thinking was. But you know what I mean? Right. Like, sure. I'm so invested in the story and what's going to happen. Right. But if it's like, but what what if this cup represents your mind and this water represents your butt? Like, it, you know what I mean? <laughs> I but you know what I mean? Where it's just right. like, wait, what? I don't understand where he was pouring milk on the dog. And it's like, oh, it's symbolism for the government. <laughs> I, I, okay. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't like those. Um, okay, so best picture. Okay. Call me by your name. We didn't see it. I didn't see it. Darkest didn't... Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Aren't those pretty much the same movie? Am I totally wrong? So I don't know. I I don't know. Because I didn't Someone's see it. Someone's like, the... Darkest Hour is about a kid in New York. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't think so. I always thought Darkest... Movie. Yes, was a... Yes. Okay, so Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. Get Out. Okay. Lady Bird, which I've heard is really good. Okay. I really want to see Lady Bird. Uh, Phantom Thread. That's like Daniel Day-Lewis's final movie. Yes. The Post? Yes. Didn't even see Tom it. Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. I'm surprised that one got even got in there. Oh, I'm not. Well. It came out right at the very, they kind of yeah, squished it. Yeah, but it's it like, in. I feel like no one saw that. Uh, I think lots of people saw the it. The Shape of Water. Okay. Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. Have you seen any of these? I was just going to say, I have seen absolutely none of them. Okay. But if I was on the committee. Okay. I would vote for The Shape of Water. Why? Did you see, you didn't see Shape of Water? Oh. Shape of Water made me go, okay, and here's the thing. People loved Shape of Water. It's Guillermo del Toro. It's very artsy. It's very Guillermo del Toro. That's why I voted for it. Yeah, and I feel like you would like it, except for the scenes where the lady has sex with a fish. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I it's weird. about that. It's part. like, because people are like, oh, it's like love. And then, like, Octavia Spencer finds out, and she's like, oh, yeah, good for you. And it's like, no, that's technically an animal. Oh, <laughs> like, like, so, okay, um, I don't know that. No, but uh, lead actor, 
Okay. Timothy. Wait, you didn't say who you would vote for. Oh, oh I know who you want. Who do you like. think I want to win? Get out. Yeah. Uh, I really want three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. I really feel like three billboards is the underdog in this one. Okay. Um, it really, I, I mean, I'm probably wrong. I've, it's probably obviously, honestly, something like Darkest Hour or Dunkirk because those movies came and went. But like, three billboards is such a good movie. But I really, really want Get Out to just like, like I, I okay, I, I want Get Out. You want Shape of Water? I can tell you right now, Shape of Water is gonna sweep this Oscars. You it, think so? Shape of Water is going to sweep. I'm calling it now. Everyone loves Shape of Water. It's going to sweep. I really, really hope Get Out gets at least one. Just, just something. I, I, I really think because Get Out needs to be the Oscar-winning movie. Get Out. Right. Because right now it's very relevant. It's very important. It's a movie that in a couple years, kids are gonna watch in history classes or film classes about like. When I was in uh, early college, our history teacher made us go over old The Onion articles, and how was that relevant to what was going on at the time politically? Huh. Get Out is a perfect, like, if I'm a, if I'm a cool history teacher or whatever right. in, like, a college, it's like, hey, watch Get Out and tell me how life was like between African Americans and white people in 2016, 2017. Because huh. it, it really shows, and it, and it really, it's, no, I love that movie. And let me ask you really quick, how many of these have you seen? Of those? Of uh, the nominated films. Three. Just of that one, of just the three. Yeah. Shape of Water, Three Billboards, and Get Out. Yes. Uh, okay. I want to see Lady Bird. I really have no other interest in the other ones. Okay. okay. Lead actor. Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. He's a kid, I think. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Daniel, oh, I'm going to butcher his name. The guy from Get Out. Daniel, it's... It's not Kaluuya, but it's K-A-L-U-U-A-Y. Uh, Kaluuya? Yeah, maybe. Uh, from Get Out, Gary It's okay, Old- he's not going to be offended. Oh, Darkest Hour is the uh, Gary Oldman movie. Yes. With, um, where he's Winston Churchill. Oh, it's the Winston Churchill movie. We so were Gary totally Oldman, wrong. Darkest Hour, or Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. One of those is not like the other. Right. Uh, so it's, they're very it, different it's, films. But it's not going to be Denzel Washington for that movie. Have you, okay, so let's stop. How many of those movies have one. you seen? And which one was it? Uh, Get Out. Okay. Uh, I But the thing is, with, with that, that Denzel Washington movie, that I think that's the only thing it's nominated for. Oh, okay. It might be other stuff. I could totally be wrong. Okay. Um, but I... So who do you vote for? Oh, I vote for the kid from Get Out. Okay. Absolutely. I, I want that guy... I want everyone who worked on that movie to blow up because that movie was a passion In a project. good way. Yes, yes, yes. That okay, was, well, I don't... Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not threatening <laughs> I just, to literally make anyone who worked on Get Out explode. I just was making yes, sure that you, that Mom. was... Everybody no, I, I, because that was a passion project. Everyone that was in that movie, you could tell they loved being in it. They wanted to do it. I hope that, that, that Jordan Peele gets more work. This kid was in Black Panther, too, and he was great. Oh, he's he, a great actor. Then. He he's not Black Panther. He's one of the the other characters, but he's so good in it, and it, it's oh, okay. I just so I would vote. So I have seen none of these you, movies, yeah, you don't know any of these. but I would want to see The Darkest Hour. I have to mm-hmm. tell you, um, you said I need to see Get Out. Yeah. It's really um, weird. I don't know if there's any other ones that I might see. Phantom Thread. Okay, mm, do you think Red Dan- Box. do you think Daniel Day Lewis is going to get it just because he's Daniel Day Lewis? The same thing that I'm afraid Meryl Streep's going to get it just because she's Meryl Streep. Um, I don't know because here I'm going to vote for Gary Oldman. Yeah, 
When, I like when, him. But as, you, Winston, as Winston Churchill. And when you don't look like yourself. I think you get extra points. Um, you definitely get... Okay, so... Uh, Next one. Lead actress. Kay. Sally Hawkins, Shape of Water. Done. Frances McDormand, yep. Three Billboards. Margot Robbie, I, Tonya. Cyrus Ronan, Lady Bird. Meryl Streep, The Post. Nope. Okay. This, to me, I get... Yes, I understand Sally Hawkins will... Paddington Bear. What? No, not Pat. She's not, she does not get it for Paddington Bear. I know, but she's the mom in Paddington she Bear. Is the and mom she in was in this other, I think it was called Happy or something. I really like her. Uh, she's phenomenal in Shape she's of Water a... because she's, uh, she's, she's mute. She doesn't say anything. Oh, wow. Uh, she has one scene where she sings because she, her and her neighbor watch the old, like, Fred Astaire. And there's this whole song and dance number with her and the fish man, and she's actually singing. It's very great. It's a, it's a very great scene. Her, but to me, okay, this is such a a spread group, okay, because I I cannot compare her and Frances McDormand in Three Billboards. Frances McDormand in Three Billboards is a single mother who's mad, who's just trying to take care of her family, and who is upset that no one seems to care. There's to me, there's no like, I'm sure that Sally Hawkins will take it, but like. And then, hello, Cyrus Ronan. She she's playing a teenager who's trying, who's doing a coming of age story, who's trying to find herself. Margot Robbie's playing Tanya Harding. Like, so it uh, it seems it's, like it, a great, yeah, great nomination. I will be. I want Frances McDormand. Okay, it'll be Sally Hawkins. Well, we'll see. Um, I'll be surprised if it's not. Okay, supporting actor, Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. I'm just going to also call it Three Billboards from here on in. Sure, because it's too long. Richard Jenkins, Shape of Water. I love him. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, or Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Okay. Uh, once again, I've seen nothing. Mm-hmm. I would root for... I forgot. Christopher Plummer? No. Uh, Richard Jenkins? Yes, I love him. Is he... He's that older guy. He's not older, but they, they make him look older in... Uh, if it's who I think it is, they make him look older in Shape of Water. Yeah, he's been around in a lot of stuff. The several roles, he's kind of that guy. He's a great character actor. The last time I remember seeing him was in Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, so he's great in Shape of Water. He's actually one of my favorite characters uh, in that movie. I really, really liked his character because it's a movie that's set in the I think it's like forties or fifties. <gasps> uh, Will I like it? I think so, but. The two, the two main characters that talk are an African-American woman, Octavia Spencer, and a gay man, him. But it's the 40s and 50s, so that's not okay. And, like, right. at one point, this black couple enters a diner, and the guy behind the counter is like, get out. And they're like, there's no one else in here. And he goes, I, all these seats are reserved. You can't be in here. But, so, but right. he does a really, really good job in that movie. Richard Jenkins is phenomenal. But... Who do you want? I know. I, I, I want three billboards to take it. Right. I want Woody Harrelson or Sam Rockwell. When Taylor and I were talking about, we I had him go see three billboards. I said, you got to see this movie. It's phenomenal. You got to go see this movie. It was okay. So he goes and sees it and he goes, man, I hope one of those guys gets a nod. I go, I, me too. I don't know who they're going to choose. I hope, I just hope the movie three billboards gets it because Woody Harrelson's, that's the best Woody Harrelson character I've ever seen. That is the best Sam Rockwell character I've ever seen. Because he they're both so real. Excellent. Like, ew. Okay, so supporting actress, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I, I think don't know so. why I said that weird. Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Austin Janney, I, Tonya. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread. Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird. Octavia Spencer, Shape of Water. 
that's when I, I mean, I, I, that's the thing. I've only seen Shape of Water. I hope Allison Janney takes it. I do too, I, think I love Jan, her. Yeah, Allison Janney needs some more recognition. Uh, it'll probably Octavia Spencer. That'll be probably another one of those ones where just Shape of Water plucks it out of, I was about to say the water, but just plucks it out of thin air of like. Okay. Yep. Well, sounds good. Uh, director, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Okay. Get Out, Jordan Peele. Okay. Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig. Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson. Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. This is this is going to sound very strange. I love that it's 2018, the best director category. Two of those guys are white guys. Two of those people, I mean, are white guys. A black guy, a woman, a Mexican guy. It's, or Spanish. Or, you know, it, it's this... I love that, like, a couple years ago, everyone was so upset with the lack of but diversity the, and, and Hollywood, and I don't feel like this year, it doesn't feel like they were given it to be diverse. They were given it because these movies are good. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think it, you're it's right. It's not I just like, it's... oh, yeah, get make sure get outs in there so we can, like, you know, look look diverse. It's like, no, it's it's a good movie. Make sure Shape of Water. It's like, nope. Lady Bird. For now, you know what I mean? It's, right. it's these good movies. So who would, movies. who would you vote for? Oh, Jordan Peele. Oh, of course, and Jordan, I would do Del Toro. Yeah, because you love Guillermo Del Toro. I do. Um, he he's great. I've seen him in real life. Uh, wait a minute, Wolper. Yeah, we've. I'm sure we've talked about this on the show. I've seen him in real life. Him and Ron Perlman. Yes, you and, did. And the kid from the kid, the guy from Pacific Rim. They all walked past me. They stopped me so they could not they, but like the security stopped me so they could walk by, and I went okay. Did you know who they were? Yeah. Well, I well. <laughs> so here's what's funny. At first, I was like pretty sure it was Guillermo del Toro, but then somebody said it was Georgia R. R. Martin, and someone's like, "No, I think it's Guillermo del Toro." And I was like, "That's definitely Guillermo del Toro because he's walking with Ron Perlman." Right. Um, do you know who Georgia R. R. Martin is? No. He is the creator of Game of Thrones. Very bodily similar. They both are bigger, older guys with beards. Right. Uh, George R. R. Martin is white. He's like very. He's like from Texas. Sure. Right. Oh, and isn't beneath no Guillermo. Is he from Spain? I don't know. That's okay. Yeah. I, I do want to, I yeah. Or, Bris, I don't know. I think he's Spanish. I, I wanted to know. say from Brazil, but yeah. I don't know. doesn't matter. Uh, animated feature. I'm very mad at this one. I know. The Bre- Boss Baby. I love Breadwinner. Coco. Ferdinand. Or Loving Vincent. Why wasn't Captain Underpants nominated? You want to talk about a snub. Captain Underpants shouldn't be there. Boss Baby should not be there. Wait, why are you holding up two? Because I've seen two of these. You've seen two of these. I've seen one, two. I've seen two. Okay, Coco's gonna take it. We know Coco's gonna take it because it's Pixar. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Disney Pixar's Coco. Yes, but it's not going to take it. You really think Boss Baby's gonna beat out Coco? No. What's gonna beat out Coco? Ferdinand. No. Yes. No. Not Coco. Coco's gonna take it because of okay. Coco actually became one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. Okay. Visually, it's one of the most beautiful animated movies I've ever seen. Okay. It's impressive. I haven't seen it. It's very... You, we'll Redbox it. It's really good. Oh, is it on Redbox right now? And not yet, but I think oh, it will be. Oh, soon. Um, Ferdinand looked like an animated movie. It's cute. But there are parts of Coco where my brain was like, this is real. And then I had to be like, no, this is animated. Wow, okay. his shirt, or like you see him running through a crowd, and it's like, your brain, like, it's weird. Like, my brain was like, this is animated, but this looks so real. But, like, I see the characters have cartoon heads, but, like, their bodies are, like... Right. Uh, okay, so we're going to skip a couple other things because we don't... I mean, animated short, whatever. Uh, I wanted to talk about the screenplay ones. Oh, real quick. Yes. 
major snub that we feel like we talked about this on the show. Okay. Big sick. Yes, I was going to say, not Captain Underpants, but... No, Captain Underpants definitely got snubbed for Best Animated Short, also Best Original Song. Um, the, yeah, I don't. I disagree. It was a very cute film, but I don't think it deserved an Oscar nod. Oh, but Boss Baby does. Well, because Boss Baby is funny. <laughs> Captain Underpants is way better than Boss Baby. Okay, uh, so Big Sick, very I, sad, because I, I love that film. It did get one, and we'll talk about it in a sec. Okay. But man, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano got snubbed. Kumail Nanjiani also did a great job. Yes. But I really, really feel like Supporting Ray Romano actors, and, and Holly and Hunter got super snubbed on this one. Uh, because Ray Romano needs that recognition. He's not just Everybody Loves Raymond. He's a phenomenal actor. He plays the dad so, so well. well. So well. Um, yes. Okay, so which one are we going to discuss then? Okay, so now we're going to do adapted screenplay. Okay. Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Logan, Molly's Game, or Mudbound. I mean, I think you know which one I want. Why do you make that face? Why do you make that face? Because... Okay, can I... And, I, and I'm going to say something that's going to probably upset a bunch of nerds. Oh, no, don't do that. Logan wasn't that great. Okay. I love the old man Logan story that it's based on. Uh-huh. This movie was fine. It was okay. It was another X-Men movie. I don't know why that people, like, are crapping their pants over Logan. It really wasn't that good to me. Deadpool. Funny. Original. New. Fresh. Logan was like... They just kept, they kept setting it up for so much, and they mm -hmm. never delivered. They had this whole, well, they had this whole thing where I didn't see it. Yeah, but the main girl that he's carrying or, or you know, taking care of and helping right. transport her, she keeps reading these old X Men comics because in this world, yes, they have the X Men comics that are like the stories, but Wolverine is wearing the yellow and blue, and then she goes with all these kids, and they have all the Wolverine toys, and he's wearing the yellow and blue, and in the big fat scene, I'm like. Oh, he's going to wear the yellow and blue. Nope. But they, they tease the yellow and blue spandex the whole movie. Nothing. Oh. And so, and Hugh Jackman's done now. But we've never seen Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the yellow and blue, which is like, he, he should be in that. That's his thing of wearing that, that big stupid mask with the weird Batman points. Right. And the, the, the shoulders, like... That, that's just what made me upset about that, is they drew it like that. Even in a flashback, never we never saw, like, because if this is a different timeline or whatever they set up in that other X-Men movie, he should be wearing it, right? We never see him wear that, and that's what they, I don't know, I just, that really upset, it's such a nerd thing to get upset about. Right. But it was like, really, you're going to set all that up and then never deliver? Uh, also, Disaster Artist, I want that to win. Yes, I don't really have an opinion on this category because I yeah. haven't seen anything. Oh, hi, Don. Okay. It's me, Tommy Wiseau. I'm here to accept Oscar. I'm very happy to be American filmmaker. Yes, but even if they won, it wouldn't be him. No, but he would totally be there. Oh, well, there you go. Because a lot of times what they do, too, is these biopics. Like, uh -huh. Tanya Harding is going to be there. Oh, okay. Just because she's the, the subject of the biopic. Um, okay. Original screenplay. Okay. Big Sick. Yes. Get Out. Lady Bird. Shape of Water, Three Billboards. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah it sucks. Wow. It's like we, Those are all the ones you will liked. I know. I want Big Sick, but it's like... You're going I up want a, Big Sick. Yeah, but you're going up against Three Billboards and Get Out. Like, I, More power to you, Big Sick. You're absolutely the underdog in that category, but and I, and I wish the best for you. But, man, that, that's a tough category. They're, they're going to win. Uh, I, th see, that's another category that I'm afraid that it's just going to be like, all right, this category, okay, Shape of Water, here you go. Oh, another one, Shape of Water. 
Okay. Yeah, but maybe okay, it'll Guillermo, be a surprise. Get your steps in on your Fitbit because you're going to be walking up and down a lot. Like, yeah, I would love to be surprised, and I would love I would. It's going to sound weird. I would love the upset of Big Sit getting this. Right. I would love that upset. I just I don't think so. Do we know who? This has nothing to do with what we're discussing, but do we know who the host is this year? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, okay. Whatever. I probably won't watch it, honestly. Nah, I don't. I don't watch him anymore. I only liked when Billy Crystal did it, and he like put himself in the movies. And I was a kid, and I'd be like, "Ha ha, Billy Crystal Smeagol, ha!" Yeah, that is funny. So, okay, um, is there any more you want to talk uh, about? Best animation, best film editing. Uh, fil- okay, this is interesting. In film editing, Baby Driver. And I, I haven't th- seen that one either. Uh, uh, and Baby Driver is in all the ones that don't actually have to do with the acting and actresses, which oh. is because and that so that's the whole thing with Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World. Yes. That was going to be Kevin Spacey. And, right. And people were like, oh, Kevin Spacey has this in the bag. Kevin Spacey's going to get an Oscar. And then Ridley Scott was like, oh, does he? Does he have it in the bag? Uh, bye-bye. So do I think Christopher Plummer's going to get the, the Oscar? Probably not. No. But that's impressive that he had, what, like a couple months to get ready for this role, do it, and now he's up for an Oscar. Wow. Good you, for him. You know what I mean? Like, good for you. Um... Original score, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, Three Billboards. I hope it's Star Wars. Oh, that'd be good. John Williams. Uh, he's getting older. You know, I don't know how many more movies he's really going to be able to do because he he's older. He's like 82 or something. He's older. Wow. Um, I really do hope that he gets it. He gets one last one for Star Wars. Uh, and then Makeup and Hair, Darkest Hour, Victoria and Abdul, Wander. Of all the things that... Uh, wonder or wonder? Wonder, wonder. Okay. I'm looking at this on a small screen. Of all the things that um, Shape of Water get, not getting makeup is ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. Because it's a giant fish man in makeup. Like, that that's ridiculous. Um, it's in costume design, but like... I mean, I guess that's a costume. But, you know what I mean? Right. Like. Uh, visual effects, Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars Last Jedi, War of the Planet of the Apes. I hope that one goes to War of the Planet of the Apes. Ooh, that'd be good. Because the visual effects in those movies are insane. Yep. You, have you seen them? Nope. Oh, they're so, they're so nope. good. Because they kind of, the monkeys make me nervous. <laughs> no, and it's not, because I've seen all the originals mm-hmm. from the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And it was a television show when I was a kid, which I used to love because it was amazing. But these monkeys... The, are they? They're CGI. Yeah, because they it's all Andy. Well, it's not all Andy Circus. Smeagol. Oh, got it. He's he's the main one. He's Caesar. Okay, he, they just make me nervous. Because the way they, they the the visually how they look, it just they look too real. Yes. So it just <laughs> it just makes me super uncomfortable and nervous. It's too real. Because it looks too real. I don't know something. Yeah. His that one main guy. Who's the main monkey's name? Caesar. Caesar. He scares me. That's Andy Circus. Yeah. But he's actually a good guy. You gotta watch him. Oh, I'll have to, you know what, someday when I have a ton of time and nothing and to do. James Franco's in the first one. So each one yes. has a different cast except for Andy Serkis and all the monkeys. Okay. All the monkeys and the actors that play all the monkeys are all the same people throughout the whole So one. the first one is James Franco. The second one is Gary Oldman. Okay. No, well, he's like the bad guy. And the last one, the bad guy, is Woody Harrelson. Okay. Aw. No, it's really... I don't like Woody Harrelson as the bad guy. Uh, I like that Woody Harrelson can play everything... That's why you got to see three billboards, though, because he plays both. Oh, I like that. Like he—he's a little bit of this well, he's a—he's a human being. Right. So he's got—he thinks about things the way a human thinks. He's not good or bad, just like you or I are not good or bad people. We make decisions based on what we 
think is best. And that's why he's great in three billboards, because to some people he looks bad, to others he looks great. Perfect. Um, all right, so now onto the actual show. Yes, and what was our theme this week, Ruben? I, every time you ask me this, I forget. I know, because that's what happens when you ask me, my brain goes... <laughs> it is low-budget, big blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And this was given to us on an email. Yes, and the theme that they gave in the email, what they called it was, if you build it, they will come. Yes. Hilarious. Love um, it. Did you know that when I was a child, I think I told you this, when I was a child, Yes. I legitimately... I did know you when you were a child. Yeah, did, did, we, did we meet? Um, <laughs> Several times. I thought that this was from the Bible. <laughs> oh, if, if you build... <laughs> I, I thought... <laughs> so I thought that Noah, when he was like, i got to make this boat for these animals, but how do I get all the animals? I thought God came and said, if you build it, they will come. And I went, oh, okay. I'm so sorry to laugh at you, but that's really funny because it's Field of Dreams. Yeah, it's, it's Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, no resemblance to God. No, but it is like, <laughs> I legitimately funny. thought... Right, but that's where it came from. That it was, because I was like, well, how else would he get the animals? Of course God would say, make the ark, and then I'll have him come. (laughs) It does make sense. Yeah. It's just kind of silly. So that's funny. It's absurd, yeah. No, it's not absurd. It's just cute. I like it. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Um, So anyway, Kevin Costner. Uh, So if you build it, they will come. Uh, Yes. Are you first or my first? I don't know. You go first. Okay. So I have to think about my movie. You had me watch Zombieland. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Zombieland, shall okay. we? Yes. Okay. So let's go over the cast. Woody Harrelson. Phenomenal. He is really cool. I. He's so cool. So I know him originally, of course, from Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done a ton of other stuff. But I don't necessarily... I've seen him in the... Um, is that song sad, the Cheers song? I don't know why I get sad whenever I hear it. It's just kind of a little like, melancholy is the oh, word. Oh, yeah. It's like, making you way in the world today. It's yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, but he was also, Woody Harrelson was also in those movies. Yeah, he was, Mom. <laughs> the magic ones? No. I try to think the ones where it was a book series and then they did four movies and it was the girl. Hunger Games. Yeah, I just totally blanked. All I could think of was when Mach- the was the uh, dress when she spun around. It was like fire on the bottom. So that's yes. why that's why I was doing the spinny thing with my finger. Yes, I was okay. like, "What are you talking books?" Okay, like, and it Woody also Harrelson isn't in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, no. It also has Emma Stone. Great, and this is. I don't think she's Emma Stone yet, or she might be Emma. You know Maybe, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it. And I liked her hair. It was like super dark. dark. Yeah. I liked her as a dark. Um, also had Abigail Breslin. Yes. And the boy. I forgot the boy's name. You get... So we were talking about this. Yes. You get him and Michael Sarah mixed up. Yes. They But... So it's Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. But you, Who did Facebook. The Facebook movie. Yes. Yes. He played Mark Zuckerberg. But Michael Sarah did Juno. Yes. Okay. Literally. Um. Yes. So... <laughs> Mom silently was like, no, no. And I'm like, it's the plot of the movie. Yes. Uh. So yes. So... So they, they, they both played a lot of the same characters. Kind of the awkward... Awkward teenager. Was there a movie called um, Somehow in a C- Adventureland? Yeah. And that was also was... Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, that was Ryan Reynolds. It was not nice. No, he's movie. gross in that movie. In the best way. But like, okay. And he has really dark hair in that movie too. But let's go back to Zombieland. Yes. We'll talk, yeah. So, Zombieland, there's really no guess of what it's about. The United it's States... It's about a little monkey no. named Chim Chim. The United States has been taken over by zombies. Mm-hmm. So now it is Zombieland. And Jesse Eisenberg's character, his name is... They don't 
right? They don't do names. They do um, where they're from or what, places mm-hmm. or places because I don't know if that's true. It, so, yeah, it's places because well, it's not where they're from because the sisters. Uh, right, have different ones. So anyway, so he is trying to go home to Columbus, Ohio. Because, his name is Columbus. He's Columbus. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's why they called him Columbus. So he is here. The freeways are all empty because the zombies are everywhere and you have to be careful and he is trying to get to check on his parents who he doesn't have a super close relationship with but he's trying to get there so any means possible is how he's getting there one thing that i kind of liked about this film okay let's talk about well i didn't like the zombies so it had to have zombies in it because it's called zombie land but every time the zombies came on my eyes Shut. I'm sure I missed some good stuff. I just mm-hmm. couldn't watch the it's fun. bloody mouthy yuckas. Um, so he's traveling. Oh, but and then I liked like he had rules for the life. Rules show up. Yeah, it kind of had that Scott Pilgrim kind of feel to me. Yes, with the popping words. This would be a great double feature. It would be a fantastic double feature. Because this would would have made a really fun comic book. But you'd have to do this one first because otherwise you have nightmares. <laughs> I mean, I would have nightmares because I had like 20 minutes left mm-hmm. last night and I couldn't watch it. I had to wait till this morning. Well, and I know you said that you kind of kept your eyes closed a lot during the opening, but the opening had this really fun kind of showing the world become the zombie yeah, infested Yeah, my eyes place, were closed. But like it was all in slow motion, but uh-huh. it, the people were not, like they weren't purposely interacting with the credits. They weren't like picking up the letters and hitting the zombies with it. But, like, one guy, like, crashes through a window that the credits are in front of, and the credits go shattering, too. Okay, I saw that. So, visually, it's really a neat film. It's uh, it's very reminiscent of the Deadpool opening, which I know you still haven't seen, but Deadpool had a very similar... Yeah. So, so then he's traveling, and he meets this crazy person, and it's Woody Harrelson, and he's Tallahassee. And so then they're going to try to travel, and... What's Tallahassee looking for? I don't know. The Twinkies. Oh, yeah. That's his whole <laughs> shtick throughout this. He just needs a Twinkie. He just wants a Twinkie. Because they, they don't wait. They, they last forever. Supposedly. Right, but they don't. But yes. After this movie came out, Twinkie yes. was like, hey, they do not last forever. Don't try that. Like, do not eat old Twinkies. Like, they right. have a shelf life. Right. So then, as they're t- then they're, those two guys are traveling, and Tallahassee's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> and... Columbus is a little nerdy, you know, but they seem to be traveling okay. Their chemistry is great. It is. Tallahassee has a potty mouth, so just if, <laughs> again, just, well, first of all, if you don't like zombies, you really don't want to watch this film. No. Second of all, it's got potty words, so you're not going to want to, it's got bad words, so mm. I think you probably would have turned it off before the zombies, so you wouldn't be watching it. Um, then they meet these two girls, and they are Wichita and Little Rock, and their sisters, and that's Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin. Well, the girls totally con the boys and steal their car. Wait, don't they have that? Is the whole fight in the grocery store? Oh, yeah, that's first, yeah. The Tallahassee and Columbus. So the first thing you have to do when you walk in anywhere is, like, ring a bell or make some noise. And here come these, why are all the zombies chubby? That's what I want to know. Not all of them. Mm, a lot of them. Uh, because it's funny when it gets gruesome. Uh, uh, I don't but, know, because my eyes were closed again. Spoil to the end. The big clown at the end wasn't chubby. He was jacked. Oh, it was, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot of zombies. And it, like, you're even at the very beginning when he's at the gas station. Yes. Those ones were all small. 
Right, that's true. It's just, it's a whole lot of zombies. So you're spending a lot of, I've spent a lot of time close by us. But it was a great, I really enjoyed the story aspect it's of fun. it. It's fun. It's a really and fun story. And kind of, like I said, Columbus's rules, you know, he doesn't really trust anyone. He's... No names, no this. No, no. Nothing, everything is just, uh, yeah, always wear your seatbelt. I love that rule. Which is good, because at one point somebody... There's a, zo- a zombie jumps out of the back seat, and he like drives into a wall, and the yes. zombie just goes past him into the wall. Yeah, and then it shows the rule. Mm-hmm. Um, always, always shoot a zombie two times. Double tap. Double tap them. Let me see what was some of the, uh, there was a couple of other ones. Oh, enjoy the small things, which was the Twinkie and stuff. So anyway, so the, so the girls con the boys and then, then the car that they stole dies. So the boys pick up the girls and then they con them again. And it's kind of this cat and mouse thing. Um, between the girls and the boys and trying to get away and the girls want to go to Pacific Playland because there are no zombies at Pacific Playland. That's the whole thing. Right. So here's what I found really interesting as I'm watching it. How does that happen? I was going, why would they think that? So this happens in every zombie movie ever. Okay. So we know that the zombie thing has been around. Okay. So hypothetically, these characters have interacted with the people who are gone or dead. Right. So they've just heard, right? Because, because the way that they interact, it's assumed. Okay. These are not the first time they've seen any non-zombies. Right. So it's just like I heard there's this. I heard there's that happens in any zombie anything. Okay. The safe place is blah blah blah. If you hear this radio signal, we're all at blah blah blah. Please come here. It's the safe area. Right, but I just okay. It's it's, it's, it's just, just the, what it is because I don't get that because it's like it, how can you have a safe place if your entire country is filled with zombies? Uh, I mean, literally though, you just build a big wall. Oh yeah, but there was no, there yeah. was no wall. <laughs> This was topical. Oh, anyway. um, yeah. So, but, but so that, but that's the whole thing. Is in anything where there's there's that safe area. There's a, always this giant cement wall right. and like a, another wall. Or, right. You know. But there I mean? is there's nothing in in yeah. Pacific Plate. So that's where they're gonna go. What so, they heard was false. Were absolutely false. But anyway, we'll get to that. But part. That, but that's what I'm saying. It is was you're like, it was what a if rumor. They, how come they heard this? It was a rumor. It was just it was just a rumor. It was nothing. So then they get to Los Angeles, all four of them, and they need to have somewhere to go. And so they're like, well, there's no people, so let's get a map. So Tallahassee <laughs> says, get a map. And they get so a they, celebrity house map. Right, because they want to stay at a really nice house. And there was one house they said, no, they don't want to stay there. And they go to, B. is it BM? It says BM on right. the, uh, the gate. And, and Tallahassee said, well, it's not. Bob Marley. Right. And I am still trying to go. BM, BM, BM. Who's that? Who's that? And then they pull in and they open the door and it's, I just told... Bill Murray. Bill Murray's house, which was so funny to me. And Tallahassee's explaining who Bill Murray is yeah, to Little Rock. To the, well, yeah. And to even Wichita doesn't really know that much. The girl, she doesn't know either. So here they're walking around and they're like, oh, this is such a cool house. And all of a sudden, ah, pops out Bill Murray and he's a zombie. And they're like, oh, not you too. And he's like, just kidding. I'm not. Yeah, I'm just hiding. Part. That's the best part is he's not a zombie. But he's all dressed up like a zombie. Because yes. that way he can golf in peace. Yeah, that's what he said, which is so funny. And then um, it's really good too because there's some wonderful scenes where Tallahassee is literally fanboy. He's just gushing. Oh, he 
gosh. Over, over Bill Murray. Oh my gosh, Ghostbusters and Caddyshack. And he's just and going on and on, and, and Bill Murray's being very humble and like bowing and stuff. And Emma Stone is, is just kind of looking there. I really wonder if a lot of that was ad-libbed because the look of just joy and laughter on both Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson's face to me just seems totally natural. And if it wasn't good for them, they acted great in that movie. And then when they're playing with the proton pack. Yes. And, and Bill Murray and, and Woody Harrelson are just running around shooting at the chandelier. And yes. Like, um, okay. But then, all that, yes. Re- real quick. Uh, before this was a movie, it yes. actually was written as two episodes of an original TV show. And the first half was going to be the pilot. And the second half was going to be the second episode. Oh, well, I'm glad they did it in a movie. I think that was good enough. So, all is well, but then what we don't know is that Columbus has taken Little Rock to Bill Murray. Of course, he has a theater in his house. Of course he does. It didn't surprise me. And he's showing her Ghostbusters. Well, then, Tallahassee and Wichita (laughs) and Bill Murray walk in. Well, Bill Murray's still dressed like a... He goes, what's your friend's name? I'm going to go scare him. Right. So he's dressed like a zombie. So what does Columbus do? He kills him. <laughs> he shoots him in the chest. He sh- shoots him in the chest and just... <laughs> so that was the end of Bill Murray, which made me sad. But... Well, they're like, oh my gosh, you shot Bill Murray. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then the, one of the best lines Bill Murray's ever said in a movie. Bill, do you have any regrets? Garfield. <laughs> yeah, Garfield, maybe. Yeah, I liked that. So <laughs> then they just... So they have to leave. And then do the girls... T- yep, the girls take the car again. So I don't know how many times that boys have to get fooled before they believe it. So the girls are going to Pacific Playland and the guys are kind of like, oh, okay, we'll figure out something. And then Columbus just decides that he needs to go to to Pacific Playland. He has to go get the girls because mm-hmm. he kind of has fallen in love with Wichita. Mm-hmm. So the girls get to Pacific Playland. It's a wonderful place. There are no zombies. And then they turn on the lights. <laughs> Well, that should be like rule 32. Don't turn on the lights. All the noise. and The noise. It just drew them like little flies to a bulb. Mm-hmm. Just woo. And so the girls are having to run and get away. And it's the coolest visually again. I just thought it was cool. They decide to hide, not really, on one of those rides that... F- Shoots you excuse up. Excuse me. Flies you up. And then it drops you down and flies you up and drops you down. So it flies them up. And... Visually looking down, oh, there were so many. I was creeped out. So many zombies. And then uh, Little Rock knocks out the power with her gun. So they're up high so the zombies won't get them, but the zombies can crawl. That's what I was thinking. Okay, that's not going to last long because zombies know how to crawl. learn how to get up there. Yeah. Right. So, but then the boys come. And they save them. And they save them. Um, so. So. Yes, you have something you want to I have add. a couple things. That's good, because I'm kind of done. Uh, I wrapped it up. So, uh, Patrick Swayze was offered a cameo as a zombie before his cancer diagnosis. Okay. So this came out before Patrick Swayze was was uh, passed away, and his scene ha- would have parodied other Swayze movies like Ghost and Dirty Dancing. So I, I read like a, a basic synopsis of what would have happened. Is like I think it was Wichita or I think it was even Tallahassee is sitting at a table like doing something and the Patrick Swayze zombie comes up behind him and 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 it would have right. like the, the funny and it, then they would have fought and then at one point somebody would have had to jump on the Patrick Swayze zombie or like pick up the Patrick Swayze zombie yeah but he declined uh well he had he was cancer sick. and and all that stuff do you want to hear all the other people that were offered cameos sure 
Joe Pesci. Okay. Zombie Joe Pesci would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. Zombie Mark Hamill. Okay. But you can see exactly right. what they would have parodied with Zombie Mark Hamill. Yes. A la- some sort of lightsaber laser and then the arm falling off. Yes. Um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I would have loved because it just would have been a big old joke on the rock. Right. You know I mean? the, Especially the, at that time. Yeah. yeah. The zombie would have done the people because he was starting to be an actor at this point, but he yes. wasn't like Dwayne Johnson yet. No, I think he was still Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Okay. Great. Uh, dancing something. Yeah. yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Hilarious. Uh, and Matthew McConaughey. I don't really know what Matthew McConaughey would have done, but I just like the idea of Tallahassee being like, that's Matthew McConaughey. You can't shoot Matthew McConaughey. He was like, no, I have to shoot Matthew McConaughey. He's a zombie. No, you can't shoot Matthew McConaughey. Exactly. So, well, that was good. Okay. Uh, also, there was... Oh, uh, the whole subplot with the pup. With, with Tallahassee's yes. pup. Yes, yeah, so Tallahassee's talking about how he had a pup named Buck. And they show the scene, and it's him and his dog, and how much he loves the dog. He's a bubble bath, and he's yeah, like... Yeah, it's so cute. And a little backstory for real. That was Abigail Breslin's real puppy that they filmed mm-hmm. with Woody Harrelson. Cute dog. But then we come to find out that his pup was his son. Yeah. And that made it really sad because it, it, the zombies ate him. Yeah, it made it more real. Also, if Tallahassee is a big fan of Bill Murray, yes. what did he think of Kingpin? Was he in it? Woody Harrelson's in Kingpin. Oh, I don't know. He didn't mention it. Wait, wait, you know what I mean? Right. Where it's like, wait, if you're this huge Bill Murray fan, right? did you ever notice there's a guy who looks exactly like you in Kingpin? Yeah, I think they just eliminated that one. So, um, all right, well. Okay, should so, I rate it? Yeah, rate it. I'm a little torn. Okay. So it's not a buy it. Sorry. That's fine. For me, it's not. It's not a throw it in the trash because I think you need to see it because it really does have some great little parts and I really did like it. So I'm going to say rent it. Rent it's it? $2.99 on Amazon Prime. And it's fun. It, it's, it was it's, fun. Yeah. yeah. So just know you're going to have some gross bloody mouth zombies because I don't know why they always have to have gross bloody mouths, but they do. They, <laughs> because what do they eat, Mom? They don't I know. eat vegetables. I know, but it's just... Ooh, somebody give him a napkin. But it's Excuse just, me, Mr. Zombie. Here you go. <laughs> Here's a white before your mouth. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, I would say rent it. All right. Well, let's just... I mean, we can just go into sure. mine. Um, so, my movie is 1973's yes. American Graffiti, which you had not thought that I had seen before, but you actually showed me when I was younger. And we were talking about this off okay. mic. Let's just say this real quick. Sorry what? for interrupting you. You weren't like five when I showed no, it to no, you. No, no, <laughs> no. But that's what I was going to say is, I remember being old enough and you were like, oh, I'm sorry, it's so inappropriate. And watching it now, I'm like, what's inappropriate about that? Like, there's a couple scenes that are like, ooh, but it's not like, the swearing is very minimal. Well, 1973. Yeah, but there's a but. Well, and that's just funny at the time. That was but, very relevant to... But you know... Sorry? <laughs> no, because cruising and you, that was mooning was funny. Okay, gross. Um, <laughs> mooning was funny. But but you know what I mean? Where it, right. Th- this isn't a, I wouldn't say this is an inappropriate movie by any means, um, besides, you know, one or two scenes um, and a couple things that are like, ooh, yeesh, can't say that or can't do that anymore. Um, yes. So, uh, so when you first showed me this movie, and here's why I remember you showing me this when I was younger. Because when it ends, and I'm going to jump very to the end, yes. Richard Dreyfuss goes away to school and he gets on the plane. And then it tells you what happens to the four main characters. Yes. And two of them died. Yes. And I cried. Yes. And I go, what, what, what is this? You can't, you can't get me to love these characters and be like, oh, by the way, this idiot and that one died. And it was neither of their faults. They just died. 
Right. Like Sorry. one of them died by getting hit by a drunk driver, and the other one was missing in action. Right. It's like, oh yeah. I was like, I remember being so upset at you. Because, no, like when I originally saw it, because I was like, seriously, you're gonna get me to like be so invested in these characters, and then be, oh by the way, they're dead. Right. Just kidding. They're <laughs> like, dead. Like right now when you're watching them, they're dead. They died thirty years before you pressed play, idiot. Oh. Wait, you know what I mean? Where I was right. Like, oh no. Um. So anyway, <laughs> this movie is very interesting to me because it takes place over the course of one night. Yes. I love when movies do this. This is my favorite. When a movie is not six days long, it's one night. So you're not missing a whole lot. Right. You're not missing, you know, there are bits and pieces we don't see, but, they're, you know, it's just whatever. This is all one night. It's like, it literally is like two or three hours or four or five hours, or it starts and then it ends at like seven in the morning. Right. Um, I loved this movie. I absolutely love this movie. Okay. So the thing is, this is definitely a precursor to Star Wars. You can see it in a lot of the interaction and blah, blah. It's George Lucas. George Lucas and Francis Ford Coppola, too, yeah. is the producer. This movie's, this movie's great. Um, now, here's my thing. Okay. T- he did THX 1138 before this. Okay. I don't know anything it's about like, that. It's whatever. I mean, it's, it's a weird sci-fi, George Lucas. It's not like Star Wars. If you see Star Wars and then go watch TX-1138, you'd be like, what is this? Like, it's weird. It's kind of... It's almost 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's, it's, oh, it's, that it's just weird. But it's just weird. Um, but it's cool, but it's weird. Um, it's very similar to me to watching Spielberg's Dune. Or not Dune. Uh, Duel. Okay. Where it's like, you don't really need to go see it. You can basically... It's just... it's. It's not Jaws, and it's not Star Wars, but, like, this movie stands on its own perfectly. Yes. And so when they originally did Star Wars... Okay. Uh, when Luke says, oh, I was going to go into Tashi Station and pick up some power converters, and he, the uncle goes, oh, you can waste time with your friends later. Well, we actually see a scene in the original script, and there's a, there's footage of it out there, of Luke going into Tashi Station and hanging out with his friends, his other teenagers, and it has such an American graffiti vibe. Where huh. it's all these other young kids, and he's talking to, and he's, and one of them actually is a character, Biggs, who we see later at the end of episode four. He's like, Biggs, I can't believe you're here. Oh my gosh. Him and Biggs had this whole scene at the beginning where he's like hanging out, and it, it but it's a very American graffiti diner, huh. where it, they're just all talking, and it's just young people being young people, and 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 so and the, I don't remember who or the studio or whatever was like, nah, get rid of that stuff. That's unnecessary. And it's too much like American graffiti in space. And he was like, "All right, but you—I mean, you, I think if you get the Blu-rays or whatever, you can see the scenes. But it's—it's huh. it's very. It has that feel for it. Um, this movie is why George—I feel like George Lucas can direct when he wants to. Right, I agree. Like if you gave him something that's not a marketable big budget franchise, like he crushed this movie. This movie was so good, and it was just so like. There's about four different stories all going on. There really is. Um, and it does something that I love, where most of the scenes take place in cars. Yes. It's all moving. It's a constantly moving movie. This movie doesn't really have sets. It's a movie that I feel like you could not do as a stage play. Definitely not. Because it's constantly moving. It involves getting out of the car and running across the street and getting into another car and doing... Like, it doesn't work as a not movie because of how much you need to move and, like... 
there, you know, you could a lot of movies you could you could adapt them for stage. Yes. I don't know nope. how you could do. You know nope. what I mean? Just because of how much distance it requires, the whole thing is they're going here and then they're going here and it's movie, it's cars and the arguments in a car and then, but there's all these characters that we meet, and they are explained in a sentence who they are. Yep. It's like so good. When Kurt Richard Dreyfus's character. Yes. He's standing outside the the hop or whatever you want to call it. Yes. And this girl comes up and he says something and he says, what happened to us? Or he just says, boom. And you go, that's his ex-girlfriend. Yes. Perfect. Took care of itself. It answered everything. It was like, okay, great. Done. Um... So, I mean, I can try and do this, the storyline of this movie. but If like, you want to, but you'd, yeah, you well, don't have to. So, it follows Ron Howard. Yes. I, I'm, I also, it's me, so I'm going to say the actor's names. Sure. It follows Ron Howard yes. and his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Lori? I think yes. that's a character's name. And Lori is Richard Dreyfuss's sister. Yes. It also follows their friend with glasses. Yes. Uh, who, I don't remember his name. No. And then it also follows Mueller? Is that the, the, the driver guy? John. John, is how John. I know him. He, he's like the fastest guy in town. He's also older than them by a little bit. I think It's a little bit, but I think he's probably like 25. Yeah, but I mean, he's still cruising around like he's 17. Yeah, and that's the whole thing, is even at the beginning, Ron Howard tells Richard Dreyfus, you can't keep doing this. Um, and then, and I'm about to compare this to a movie that you're going to be like, what? No. Uh, this is, and I feel like I've said this before. This is your generation's, and I'm not being facetious. No, I know. This is your generation's super bad. I could see that, like a coming-of-age film. But made for those people. At the, granted, I loved it because I understood. Because it's not, it's not set in the 70s. It's set in the 50s, where super bad is set in the exact year it's made. But it's last night at high school. What do we? How how do we do this? We we have to go to college tomorrow. Like, right. it's this whole thing. There's even a char- like the character of McLovin in Superbad is just the character in this one with glasses. They're the same guy. Oh wow! But it, it, it's it's uh, it's made more crude and for my generation of like ha 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 wiener. Right. Whereas this is like, you know, focusing on the cars and messing with cops and but it's so fun because the whole time I was just like this is totally like you could swap the casts of these movies. And have pretty much the same thing. Like, Richard okay. Dreyfuss would have been Jonah Hill. Ron Howard would have been, uh, what's his name, Michael Sarah. The two glasses guys. Just swap out. Just swap. It's all very similar. Um, so, so I was like, but, I mean, it's the same. Anytime I watch a movie that, like, has this history, I'm like, wait, that's just. Yep, right. And that's yep, good. Yep. That's really good to do that. I um, love that. But so, so Ron Howard, and the first thing we see with Ron Howard and his girlfriend He's dumping her, but he's not dumping her. Right. He wants to stay with her. Ron Howard wants to have his cake and eat it, too. Yes. He wants to have a girlfriend, but he also wants to see other people. It's not how it works, bud. Um, <laughs> it's not how the world works. But he's a 17-year-old. Yes. He doesn't get it. Right. Um, so she kind of is like, eh. And then they, they and their, their whole thing, I love that we have a will-they-won't-they they that's not hokey. Right. It's just very like, is it going to happen? I don't know. And he's, he's leaving for school tomorrow. So, like, he's really, he's set on this decision. And I want to say that really the main character is Richard Dreyfus. Yes. He's unsure if he's going to leave for school tomorrow. And he doesn't know. And, and he gets this grant or a scholarship or whatever. And he's unsure if he's going to go. And he keeps kind of fighting it. And maybe I'll go and maybe I won't. And I don't know if I'm going to go. And then the girl in the car. Oh, my gosh. I love, okay. So, do you know who the girl is? Uh, it, it popped up on 
Am or Google Play or whatever. Suzanne Summers. Yeah, the Do lady you... who hosted Figure It Out. No, that's Summer Sanders. <laughs> Suzanne Summers was also in Three's Company from She's the seventies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and she also made a thigh master. Thigh master? Yeah, it's a it's no, an exercise thing. She made that. Well, or she? I Put don't think she made it? it. She advertised it. And, Good for her. Yeah. I probably made her a lot of money. I don't know, but yeah. Um. She endorsed it. That's the word I was thinking. I'm saying it probably made her a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he sees the girl in the car, and he kind of like he he fawns over this woman. He now has no knowledge of. He doesn't know who she is. He doesn't know anything about her. But he keeps asking this kind of random people that he ends up with throughout the night. Who do you know this lady? And one guy says, one girl says, yeah, she's married to the blah blah blah. And he goes, oh no. And then another guy says, oh, she's a she's a prostitute. And so it's kind of like trying to figure out. Blah, 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 blah. And then he... And Wolfman Jack. Okay, where's this movie set? Um, I was thinking in the Bay Area. Yeah. Now, I'm probably going to ask a dumb question. It's okay. Is Wolfman Jack a local thing? Uh, I don't think so. I think he was pretty popular overall. But right, I, because I've seen like other movies that like reference Wolfman Jack. And yeah, I'm like, he was a famous DJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know who he is. Yeah, there's I just a, don't. Uh, I don't think it was just. There's local. a movie. I don't know if anyone who listens to this has ever seen. It's called Six String Samurai. It's the weirdest movie. One of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. It stars a guy. It, it's about a guy named Buddy okay. who has a, who has big thick glasses. And it's post-apocalyptic wasteland America. Big thick glasses and kind of a gray suit and a guitar, uh, and like frilly hair. His name is Buddy. Okay. Wink. Um, and do you get who he's supposed to be? Oh, I was like, why are you winking at me? And his guitar... Buddy Holly. Yeah. His guitar is also a sword. And it's like this weird samurai movie, but like like Elvis is not Elvis, but like the whole... There's this radio signal they keep getting. And it's not Wolfman Jack. That's Wolfman Jack. Oh, like, very it, cool. It, it, I think it's a guy doing a Wolfman Jack voice. Yeah. But it's not Wolfman Jack. It's like... Right. I think he's been... He's passed away a long time ago. Oh, yeah. There's no way. Guy sounds like he smokes like thirteen packs of cigarettes. But a I day. love that scene where he goes oh, into the radio station. And he and he's meets like, him. Yeah, and the guy's like, Yeah, no, that's, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's w- gone already, man. Yeah, yeah. Wolf, Wolfman's not here, man. Look, here's Wolfman, and it's recordings. And he's like, No, like it kind of breaks. And he keeps offering him a popsicle. He's like, I don't want your popsicle. <laughs> but like, okay, Wolfman Jack's acting in that scene is so funny because when Richard Reff is like, I don't want a popsicle, he almost looks offended. <laughs> he's like, You want popsicle? I'm not free. Like, who doesn't want a free popsicle? And he keeps offering him this popsicle. And I, I just kept laughing. Because he just keeps offering him popsicles. He's like, I don't want your popsicle. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. And then the minute that he leaves... You the... hear Wolfman Jack talking again. And uh-huh. he kind of looks through the window and he sees him getting all... He's all in character. And he kind of smiles and then... Um, no, yeah, I, I love the whole Wolfman Jack character. Um, it was a really cool way to have a narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, because he... It's weird. He's not the narrator, but, but he's he the narrator. Yeah. Like, he's not saying what's happening, but he's playing the music on the Which, radio throughout the movie that fits the scenes right. of, like, ooh, are they in love? Are they not in love? And, and so, I mean, they're, they're, there's a lot in this story, but it's not convoluted. Right. It's very, here's this, here's this, here's yes. this. You follow it. It jumps a lot. Uh, it's a really clean, clean as in the way that the story is done movie. It's very... Okay, follow A. We'll put B's story starting there. Then we'll start C. We'll jump back to A. We'll go to D. It, but it's not like a Christopher Nolan where like, 
or Quentin Tarantino where, okay, and the time starts here, but then it's really this time, and then... That's confusing. This is just little bits. What did you think of Harrison Ford? Okay, now, here's what I'm confused at with Harrison Ford. Okay. So the whole time with Star Wars, everyone's like, did you know that Harrison Ford was not really an actor before this? He was actually uh, hired to work on the set, and uh, uh, George Lucas saw him and was like, hey, you should be Han Solo. And then he read for Han Solo, and then he was cast as Han Solo. But he's in this movie. Right. As Han Solo. Well, kind of, his voice seems different to me. He's much more twangier. Han Solo isn't twangy. Han Solo's just his voice. Right. But he's much more... But it's an overconfident, like... Yeah, that swagger kind Like, of. driver who's like, I'm the best. I and can then he it. sings. Yeah, which was so funny. Because uh, he's so weird. Uh, yeah. Because, like, his shirt's, like, always unbuttoned. Yes, because um, he's cool that way. But yeah, this is this is one of those things where you're watching the movie and you're like, oh, Richard Dreyfuss, oh, uh, Ron Howard. Sorry, is that is that Harrison Ford? Wearing <laughs> a kinda, cowboy hat. And he just kind of shows up. Okay, I need to admit something. Yes. I get, got this movie, uh-huh. and what's that one with John Cusack where he drives, and uh, the two guys with the, I'm coming up. Where they have the speaker. That's better off dead. I kept thinking that those guys were going to show up in this movie. <laughs> yeah, only like, like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't think it's the same no. movie. No, that's better off dead. Yeah. And with John Cusack. I was about halfway through. I was like, no, that's the John Cusack movie with the like, I'm just coming up and I'm going to get him or whatever. Yes. Like yes. the guy's like narrating his own race or something. Yes. Um, But yeah, no. Uh, So I, I personally loved this movie. I love this movie. Good. This is so much fun. How much of the music did you recognize? Oh, all of it. I knew every single song on the soundtrack. There was not a that's song that played that I didn't know. That's because your mom's a music nerd. Yeah, but it's all good. It's good it, music. It's not even like weird or abstract stuff. It's no. all very good. Um, well, I actually owned the record. Mm. I wasn't allowed to see the film because it came out in... how? When did it come out? 70, uh, 71, I think. I think... Se- yeah, something like that. So I wasn't even 10 yet. Mm. But I remember being a teenager, so it was older, and I had the record. Because it was, I think, a two-album thing. It was fantastic. And so, yeah, I've loved that music forever. All right. Okay, well, so so real quick, though. Sure. Because this was something that I was a little confused at. Okay. Wolfman Jack. Yes. Plays himself. Yes. But he plays himself 20 years later. Yes. So, I mean, I don't I don't have a... If you just go to the Wolfman Jack Wikipedia... Yes. Uh, you can see a picture of Wolfman Jack in 1979. Yes. So this is six years after the movie came out. Yes. Doesn't look like that. They made him look pretty they made him look about his hair smaller right they they cleaned up his facial hair they kind of like the way he's when dressed. did he pass away 95 oh okay um long life yeah but uh good for him heart attack too so what, but it, it wasn't even like maybe he didn't even smoke i'm sure he did because it was the 50s but you know what i mean like right uh but i felt like i was like he looks young and because then I was curious, and then if you look at an actual picture of him in the seventies, oh, they cleaned him up pretty good to make him look twenty years younger. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I love all the the rumors about Wolfman Jack. It was it reminded me of Pump Up the Volume. Where yes. It's like I heard he's this, and I heard he's this. I mean, that's totally with Pump Up the Volume. He's just trying to be Wolfman Jack. Right. Uh, and then, but I mean, based on like what Wolfman Jack was doing, it was very much to me, again, one of those things like, oh, he's just Howard Stern. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, oh, it's this KLA-5 and the Zoo Crew. It's me and Tommy Trash. Like, it's... Right. It's just those guys. Right. But, you know, those guys just took it and warped it, you know, to whatever way they wanted. 
but it, it's that same sort of like we're gonna prank call some people and be an idiot like <laughs> but, but you know what I mean like right. where now it's like hey guess what your parents are dead bye click haha <laughs> we got them where this is like is like what's your name and she's like call collect like he's like messing with the operator right. like it's, it's just it's just funny like so so I loved that no I absolutely loved this movie this is this this shows that George Lucas needed to do more that wasn't just sci-fi Sure. Because like he could, he understands people, and when money isn't, when money isn't, he gets. I don't know him, but when money gets, yes, you do. I'm right here. It's me. I love you. I'm back from under the table. <laughs> Don, Don, please make me go away. This voice hurts Ruben's throat. Goodbye. Okay, bye. But you know, like he, it shows that he understands teenagers. Yes. He understands people because, not none of this dialogue was weird. Right, no. None of it was like, hey, what up, teenagers? I'm written by an adult. Right. Because there's some games or movies that you watch where it's like, there's a game, I love the game, it's called Life is Strange. Yes. But some of the dialogue is written by, like, a team of adults from, like, Norway. Oh, okay. So some of the dialogue is like, man, this is wicked cool. But they're, like, not from, like, Boston or that area, so it's like, no, that's not how all teenagers talk, especially in this area where they're supposed to be from. Right. Um, but so I felt all this dialogue was great. It was all fun. It all worked. It was, oh, and then, but so the whole thing is Ron Howard is going to go to school. Yes. Richard Dreyfus is not going to, he doesn't think he's going to go to school. They flip at the end of the movie. Yes. Ron Howard stays. Ron and Howard Richard stays Dreyfus to be with leaves. what's her name. And Richard Dreyfus leaves on the plane. And I was really afraid that it was going to be like, he never made it. The plane exploded. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I was like, oh no, please. And then. Because I couldn't remember what happened at the end. I just remember that like some of the characters were dead. Yes. And I was like, oh, no, don't have it be like, he never made it because something horrible happened after you just made me he, fall in love with these stupid he characters. He was on the plane with Buddy Holly. Yeah. Was, he's <laughs> like, oh, I can't wait to go start my music career. Like I was like, oh, no. But um, well, it was like to that race. I was like, something's going to happen. Right. And I sure hope it's not John being dead. Right. Like, because the whole thing of, like, and then, like, the kid with the glasses, like, I'll get in the car with you. And I'm like, please don't get in the car with him. Like, nobody get in the car. Like, I'm so afraid of what's about to happen. And then, of course, just Harrison Ford's car flips, um, which is fun. I love that whole thing because he's like, he, the, the kid with the glasses, like, you got him, John. You did it. And John's like, he was beating me the whole time. Like, he's like, no, you got him at the gate. He's like, no. The second, the second that he overtook me, he overtook me and he would have taken it. And John, and that's the thing is you kind of see a little bit of John's character progression. Uh-huh. Of growing up, is he can't be seventeen forever. You can't right. be a kid forever because he's driving around with that kid, and he's like, "You're an actual child." Right. I need to grow up. Right. Um, you know, I I loved it. So this movie gets a a, a instant buy it. Um, because for me, it's one when you watch it, you go, "Who made this? The Star Wars guy?" Right. But it's not like and bleep blurp and pingle pongo, which. I think I've used bleep blurp and pingle pongo or did that in any, whenever I'm doing any accent. Like, you just, you know, British people. Bleep blurp and pingle pongo. Great. Not to offend anyone. No. But everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> Mom and me are like, don't say everyone says that. That's <laughs> all right. I was just making faces uh, at you. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, I think, right? Is that everything? Well, we have to do. Well, no, I know we do our plugs at the end. But yes. And then we have emails, don't we? Yes, we do have emails. Um, all right. Um, uh, mom is mom is holding up one of our stickers, 
If you want a sticker, mom, mom will handwrite you a note. Please, please, we cannot stress this enough. <laughs> it would just if one person would just email us at ktmashow at gmail .com and say, "Hey, Dawn, I'll take a sticker," and give me your name and address. That would make me so happy because I think our stickers are so cool, and it would be fun for me to write you a little note and say thank you for the sticker. Yes. Because nobody wanted one last week, which is okay, but they're very <laughs> cute little stickers. So they're super duper cute. Hey, mom, mom, play that sympathy card a little bit more. I don't okay. think it's. A... I was so sad because okay. no, no one wanted no, a sticker. No, no, no it's that. not that bad. I'm just saying. No. Just um, one more time. That was the only time we'll plug them again. And if nobody wants them, that's okay. I am going to New York, and I know that there are a couple of listeners that live out there. I'm going there in March. Um, I will definitely be bringing some of these stickers with me. Excellent. Please hit me up. We yeah, um, we'll do a fan meetup. Just kidding. I'm not that important. Uh, <laughs> hey, so we have a, we have an email. Uh, we have an email, but we also have emails. Uh, this email, uh, it's new fan. Is Yay! What it's I like I'm fans. loving your show so far. The silent films theme was especially fun, and I love Niles and the silent film museum. I moved to Gilroy, so do not go, I do not go as much now, but that place is awesome. It's keep so up cool. the good work, and I will keep listening. And that's from Steve. Says, thank, thank you, you Steve. Steve. And it is a neat place. If you ever come to the Bay Area, that's, that's where cool we live. We have a local listener. Can we just say that real quick? Yeah, that's cool to have a local listener we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Because, most, you know, we know the local ones because we, it's, it's people a, we know. people I'm like, please listen to my podcast, please. Yeah. Like, oh, what's your like, I do a podcast with my mom. Like, oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, and we got another email. Okay. It says ideas. Oh, great. Your email address gave me an idea for an episode suggestion. Since KTMA is the name of the original TV station in Minneapolis that aired my favorite TV show of all time, Mystery Science Theater 3000, how about bad movies that are fun to watch with friends and make fun of as you are watching? Can't apologize enough for Magic Mike. Smile. I thought for sure one of you were going to pick Predator with Jesse Ventura. I can tell you right now, that was on my brain. I was like, I'm going to make mom watch Predator. And then I was like, no, I'll be good at mom this week. And then you were like, oh, Magic Mike. Yeah. I do um, have to say, first of all, that was from... Oh, that was from Chris. That was from Chris. So, I, mean, I just watched Magic Mike. Yes. So, I do want to apologize to you because I do feel really bad that I made you watch it. But it did have Kevin Nash. That's was, why I made you great, watch it. It was a great suggestion. Because that's my, he's, was, and is my favorite wrestler. Okay. Real quick, though. Yes. How insane is it that the, the random chance that the acronym of our show is the exact same channel that picked up Mystery Science Theater? And I love Mystery I love Science Mystery. Theater. Okay. That's if one of we my could faves. get that, okay, you always say, "Oh, they could come on our podcast." They could, if we could get any one of the Mystery Science Theater guys to come on our show. Oh yes, please. Oh my gosh, I would love. You know, can you imagine sitting here with like Mike Nelson and or, or like any of those guys? I love that show. I love the Netflix reboot. It's so all fun. of it is just amazing. Patton Oswalt, he's on the Netflix reboot. He could come on our show. Oh my gosh. Oh yes, I like him. Felicia Day, she's on it too. She's, oh, she's yes. the big bad in the Netflix reboot. Okay, so you have to talk because I have to look something up. So oh, can yeah. you just okay. talk? Um, yeah, yeah. So we have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash ktmashow. Uh, we're going to probably do some bonuses soon. I'm just trying to figure out everything uh, that we can do on there. Uh, but you, if you do go there, you will see that we do have some stuff already. So like, uh, for a certain amount, you get a handwritten letter from us. Uh, different than or It's not handwritten. It's like a printed letter. And then we wrote our names on the bottom. It. But it, <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm glad you would write it. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it's different than this. We'll probably send you some stickers, too. But um, we also have You Get Your Own episode, uh, where you get to pick the movies. It doesn't even have to have a theme. We've been very lucky that everyone who has pretty much given us an episode uh, has, like, picked a theme. So that's kind of fun. Uh, 
Let's see. We got Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com yes. slash KTMA show. You can get merchandise. I think we're going to be switching uh, providers soon. So, no, it's a good thing. To um, providers? What's a provider? Like merchandise. Merchandise. Okay. We're going to be switching that soon. Um, uh, eventually. Okay. Uh, which will be, it'll definitely be better stuff. Um, well, not better, but just different stuff. Uh, and it'll have, we'll have more with our new stuff on it, but also keeping the old logo on a lot of stuff too. Uh, we have a Twitter, twitter.com slash KTMA show. Just look up Kitestim Mother Approved on Twitter. Uh, same with Facebook. we got a Facebook. Uh, we have a Discord. If you want to talk to us, specifically oh, we mom. Loved, well, whoever. I, I, I don't use it as much. Um, but the Discord, we have a Discord. Uh, the link is in the bio, join our Discord. I know we've got a couple people that join every so often. Uh, mom, there's a whole room dedicated to mom um, called Dawn Chat. I uh, love so, it. It's so, so much fun. If you come talk to me, I'll talk to you too. Mom talks a lot. It's funny. Of all our social medias, that's the one that mom uses the most. Because I understand it. Because it's just a big old chat room. Um, all right. I think that's it, right? Patreon, email. Yes. Twitter, Facebook, Discord. What else? I think ready? that's it. Sorry, yes. I just, as we were talking, I was thinking, um, I was thinking ahead because of our theme, and then I totally, completely changed it. And I'm going to say mine in a minute, and you might you might say, no, it doesn't count, but I really want it to count. Okay, what's the theme? The theme is, where are they now? Yeah. People that have been in movies, um, and then poof, they're gone. Mm-hmm. So... I would kind of like to go first, because if you don't think this is going to be appropriate for the theme, then I have a backup to a backup. Okay. Okay. So let me look this up, because I don't know the year. Okay. So the person that used to be in movies, and now he's gone. It makes me so sad. Oh, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's just been doing something else. Okay. It's Robin, Kermit's nephew. Kermit the Frog's nephew. We miss him. I love him. (laughs) You're such a cheater. It's not a cheater because he hasn't been in enough stuff. Is that a bad? No, that's so good. (laughs) That's so good. It just totally came to me while we were talking. So that's why I kind of... Robin, Kermit's nephew. Because he's not in enough stuff. He has always, always, always been my favorite Muppet. You know, he's he's in... Remember how they rebooted the Muppets? Yes. He's in the sequel. In for for one, I know that's scene. all you get. But did, did did you see the sequel? Yes, I loved his scene where it's like, and you know, maybe some older Muppets don't get as much recognition or get replaced by other Muppets who pretty much could have filled that role. Sorry, Robin, and Robin just sitting there like, it's eh. okay. <laughs> so you are going to be watching one of my favorites, okay? Muppet Treasure Island. Ooh, great film. Ooh, that's good. It's good. Is that okay? Can I use yeah, that? Yeah, no, you can absolutely use that. Now, do you feel bad because you're going to make me watch a poopy film? What? I just, well, because I was, I felt so bad for the Magic Mike that, so can I tell you what my other two yeah, ones yeah, what were? Yeah, what were your other ones? Uh, you were going to watch The Mirror Has Two Faces with Barbara Streisand Oof. and Jeff Bridges. Ooh, I like Jeff Bridges. I think it's Jeff Bridges. Yes. Or... I was going to go back to 1984. It was going to be a Jeff Bridges movie because yeah, it would have been um, Starman starring Karen Allen. Starman? Starman. Is it Starman? Is no, it not I, David Bowie? I have no idea. Um, Starman starring Karen Allen and Jeff Bridges. But you get to watch him up at Treasure Island because I love that movie and I love Robin. Oh, that's fun. We both picked Tim Curry. 
please don't make me. You okay. Me, <laughs> if it's what I think it is, I will use my pass just what, to tell you. What do you, you think it is, Mom? If it is what I think it is, I will use my pass. Well, where'd this balloon come from? No. Where'd all these balloons come from? Oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. I'll watch that one. Oh, you will? Yes. But it, it was another one. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> oh, no. I, okay. It's Mom, all right. I'm a grown-up. You're going to be watching. Yes. Encino Man starring Brendan Fraser. Oh, okay. I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I totally. Actually, what I thought, because you were saying Tim Curry. You thought I was going to make you watch Legend? No. Rocky Horror. Oh, no. That's why I was like, no, no, I don't I've never seen that. I've never seen it I mean, so, okay, Dad keeps telling me to see it, but I don't know. Encino Man? Encino Man. I've Brendan seen it. It's funny. It's fun. But, like, it's a two for one. And I was kidding with Tim Curry. Obviously, Tim Curry's not Encino It's a two for one. Because it's Polly Shore? And Brendan Fraser. Nice. Where did both of those guys go? Where did. Like, for real, where did Polly Shore go? I don't know. <laughs> I've seen him recently. He just got old like the rest of us. Yeah, he, but he doesn't really... Well, Polly Shore's kind of one of those guys that, like, I think, like, like midnight on 1999 happened, and he was like, please, take me with you! And then it was, like, 2000, and Polly Shore just stopped existing. Oh, well, these are right. But you know, but you know what I right. mean? It's like, like, Polly Shore's not that... I'm sure he's done lots of stuff, but not, nothing like Goofy Movie or Encino Man or Biodome since, like, the 90s. right. So, okay. All right. Uh, so next week, Mom's going to be watching Encino Man. Man. And, and you're I'm going to be watching Muppet Treasure Island. Can I just say something? What? I've got cabin fever! I love that movie. <laughs> this is to make up for Magic Mike. All right. Okay. All right. Well, guys, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Okay. So see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.